0: what's good y'all it's the heat wave thank you for listening today we're having a special episode because in the Metcha book club we're reading settlers at the moment and we felt like the last discussion that went very well we felt like we should record it so this episode we're just recording the um this the the second part of our discussion where we talk about uh, the last seven chapters of the book and there's a lot of information we're gonna talk about. It's gonna be a long one, for sure. And um, I hope like it's gonna be if you've read the book or not, it doesn't really matter because a lot of the things are very applicable to to your day-to-day life. So um, I hope this this episode will be very insightful for y'all and enjoy.
1: Yo, Pierre, you wanna come
2: out here? <laughs>
3: Everybody remember chapter 8? <laughs> what was that one about?
4: <laughs> <gonna> <laughs>
5: Churchill was in there,
4: huh?
3: Or were they talk about
5: uh, the unions,
4: World War II. World War oh, it talked War. about because Churchill was
3: like tied with Mussolini or whatever. Was he? Or, I, I mean, he... I don't, I don't doubt it. Uh, I think he said, like. Like he was like, he wanted to ally with Mussolini, and then like something happened, he was yeah. like,
4: "Ah, oh, that sucks! I
0: totally wish I could have allied." He <laughs> 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 was, <super> cool. <laughs> was super cool. I guess that was the whole like, um, all the fascists originally—they were all very tight with the U.S. and U.K. And then, what did uh, what did people learn about Churchill in school?
5: Um, I don't even remember. remember. What? He's, British, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I He's not. I didn't learn that much. It was just like
6: he. Well, I think he was like a semi decent orator. I remember good, he was a good speech giver, right? The yeah, subject. he was a good speech giver. So they like kind yeah. of portrayed as that like inspiring figure,
5: yeah. which. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. no, keep going, keep going. You're
6: Which I mean, I guess it's just like part of the course. It's like mm-hmm. imperial propaganda. <laughs> yeah. anybody see the king's speech?
0: No. Movie,
3: I think it's about Churchill. Oh, oh wait, no, I have, I have seen that. There's one about Churchill, but the king's speech is the one about that stuttering king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. But but there's another one about Churchill where the guy wears like a fat suit or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And where he's basically going to say like, keep calm and carry on type of shit during oh, yeah. like World
4: War. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I had to watch it for extra credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something I hate the British for, for
2: coming up with that phrase.
4: Like all means.
0: It's not even a good I hate phrase. I hate, I hate all the means. Yeah. Oh my I god, like that was like uh, <laughs> that was a shitty trend. Oh it my god. over the oh. internet
6: Why
3: were you obsessed with like
5: British
4: people for
0: a little while? Yeah, they still are. Still obsessed. Yeah,
5: they still are. I feel like there's
4: more there's more animosity towards British people now. Yeah, really yeah that's well. funny. And the French, which is great. I love it. Fuck French. I love. Fuck up, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> shitting on the French, you know? Yes. Yeah, but
3: I feel like comparatively,
6: the British definitely deserve it a whole lot more. Mm. I think they should get it I, I do. Do. Yeah. Yeah, do. Do. yeah,
2: equal. Yeah, yeah. That's
6: fair. Just somebody
3: that, uh, people that, uh, the Dutch, people uh, that don't, don't talk about them. Um, yeah. and,
0: and also Spanish. Spanish. Fuck Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. Obviously um For <laughs> no. the French, to call this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
3: I think it also talks about the New deal oh yeah yeah but
0: I don't I don't remember what exactly it said about the New deal oh wow
3: well, I, mean, I think it talks about how it was good for white people I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 That's part of
0: the course yeah I that's like all of American history yeah, <laughs> yeah I did some
6: more reading on like the ethnic side to it and like especially like black people because like they also did try to benefit from those same programs and like a lot of them did also try that California exodus that was very popular at the time but Mm -hmm. sundown towns were a thing yeah Yeah. you know other institutional barriers so it's just like screw you (laughs) (laughs) try not being black next time
2: yeah
6: yeah Uh, oh actually that
2: reminds
3: me of uh, the other book I well I didn't read it I, I just read a podcast I heard a podcast about it Multiple podcasts, the Black Bolshevik, uh, where he talks about how black a Bolshevik.
4: lot of the huh, <laughs> a lot
3: of the black people that went off to fight in World War II uh, came back and couldn't like uh, get any of the like uh, benefits from you know mm-hmm. being a veteran or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. so that turned them a lot
6: into um,
3: radicals and stuff.
6: Yeah, because especially with the sharecroppers, so. I learned a lot in my initial like U.S. history classes about like how many veterans like came home and they were like open to like all these new economic opportunities. And I'm just like, um, that wasn't for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, that I think that's also what influenced like the rise, of, like that white middle class. You know, that mm-hmm. like disparity and like material access. Yeah, like that definitely contributed to stuff like white white and like. Suburbs, which are hell on earth.
3: Like Levitt towns, where they like they made like, Like when they all came back, they basically just like made suburbs and they they were just like exclusively white and like Mm -hmm. they were just like pumping out suburbs Mm
2: -hmm. after the war. Mm -hmm.
3: Anyone live in a suburb?
4: (laughs) Most people, yeah, most most people
3: people have like, yeah, I live in a suburb. Why not? I live in an apartment building. Why? It a no, it's in the middle. But we city. grew
5: up in a
1: suburb. You grew up in a suburb. I so. did not grow up in a
3: suburb. Though. No. <laughs> no. Well, did okay, the grew up beginning, in you know.
5: And then yeah. the inner okay. City yeah. <laughs> I'm a suburban dude. <laughs> I'm a suburban dude. <laughs> <laughs> some, like cringe tweet. I
6: don't know who it was from, but it was just like some non-black stuff that's going like. I'm not- I'm I'm from the burbs, but like respect the streets and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so I mean, <laughs> think I showing their solidarity. You know? yeah.
2: There's
3: <laughs> <just laughs> moments that, like that, that would
6: be like, not all, but a lot of y'all. <laughs> Most of all. Uh,
3: what do we call them? What's the word that we have? <laughs>
2: see where <laughs> oh, we supposed um, to We can't get canceled. <laughs> can't get canceled. <laughs> uh, big brother. Big,
3: big brother. Listening. All right. We'll move on to chapter nine. I'm gonna read this quote. The new capitalistic tribal governments signed wholesale mineral rights leases with major corporations. The Navajo tribal government led by the US Bureau of Indian Affairs signed leases as late as nineteen sixty that gave away Navajo coal for a mere two percent of market value. So the impact of the nineteen thirties self government reforms was to step up the economic exploitation of Indian nations. What are temporary contemporary examples of this relationship? What do y'all think of tribal governments? I didn't even know kinda of they were a thing until recently. Well, not I guess not recently. Recently is in like the last few years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tribal government?
3: Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I'm like, I'm not entirely sure how they are selected. Yeah. Do you know?
5: Well, I mean, I think it like obviously varies, like differs from tribe to tribe. Personally, like, I don't know too much about tribal governments just because, like, growing up on the res, that's more of like obviously like an adult thing, <laughs> and like kids are just trying to survive out here, yeah. and so, um. Yeah, it definitely varies from like tribe to tribe how things are run and um like the the economic situation of a lot of tribes um, cuz definitely there are some who are pretty rich, but that is very very select few. Most of them, at least though the tribe that I come from or that I was raised on, we were pretty sure our county that we lived in is like the poorest county in the entire United States. And so I think a lot of people have this misconception that a lot of tribal governments like they give their members free money and that like a lot of them can afford to you know live off of tribal governments because of the money that they can make um obviously there's the things like casinos um and then a lot of this uh you know resource extraction that can make a lot of tribes rich but in actuality um there's very very few who benefit from stuff like that
3: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, (laughs) it would be very few, right? That's the point, (laughs) I think. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, The mineral thing reminds me of the Mexico in uh, 1994, because in 1994, NAFTA was passed, and for that to pass, the government had to get rid of the Constitution of Mexico from 1910 after the revolution. Uh, and that had, in, in the constitution, there was, um, basically all sub, uh, soil minerals were supposed to be nationalized. You can't unnationalize, right? Uh, so they can't be privately held.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that was the case until 1994 when NAFTA passed. Uh, it just reminded me of how, like, uh, important, uh, like the minerals are,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, I don't know. What do y'all think? I mean, it reminds me of Oak Flat too, because that's what they're doing over there.
2: Yeah,
3: and uh, that's one of their uh, arguments, right? Because like the people there want the the mine for economic stuff, mm-hmm. that's what they said. At least is what they're saying. But I, I'm actually not sure who who lives there. <laughs> Which
5: people who who are the ones who want it? Is it the actual tribal members? Is it like a split decision between? So like,
3: they, what they're saying it was that the, from what, what I remember was that they were saying that uh, there was like some sort of referendum. The most people voted to to have the mine or something, or or uh, or at least their representatives or mm-hmm. something.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so that's it's reminded me of what he's saying here that uh, you know tribal governments aren't really yeah the governments of the tribe you know? they're yeah. <laughs> imposed um, yeah. Totally. Uh, and it's something that he talks about here too. I think I, maybe I read it somewhere else. Maybe Nick Estes talks about it, where uh, he talks about how there there was uh, points where like they just sort of made up a government from like random people they found mm-hmm. over in like in in the in the reservation, like just random dudes, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're the government, even though there was already a governmental structure set up for the tribe. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy.
4: Oh yeah, I did have one. I think this goes back to, like, a conversation we had from, like, the first discussion, where it's, like, how did, how is, how is social science used to, like, be a part of, um, like, southern colonialism? And then, so, like, one strategy that they used to, uh, I guess, like, extract more resources from, like, the, like, the indigenous people was, like, they used anthropology. It says, like, one of the guys who, like, led the, like, the new, like, changes in, like, the, the tribal governments was, like, an anthropologist. And then instead of being, like, openly, like, oh, we're gonna forcefully take your things it's like, okay, we're gonna help you set up your own, like, government and whatnot. And then they were, like, they extracted, like, most of their resources, um, through that way. Like, they got ripped off really badly. Uh, It says that, um, the Navajo Tribal Government, led by the U.S. Bureau of Indian Affairs, signed leases as late as the 1960s that gave away Navajo coal for a mere 2% of its market value. So, like, they got like finesse really badly just by people posing as like oh we care about your culture we're gonna help you out but then they still like fuck them over anyways
3: yeah i mean it's the same thing that they do over in mexico with the Indigenismo stuff where they're like oh we we want to revive the indigenous cultures right Mm -hmm. and to do that we gotta modernize you 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 yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta you know do democracy (laughs) and uh and then it turns out that it's not so good. Um, so yeah. Oh, something else in this chapter is the Ethiopia thing, which is I think oh, yeah. I think is important because, I mean, right now we're like over oh, there in Ethiopia, fucking mm-hmm. around. Well, not me. Biden, <laughs> <laughs> Biden, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Biden, <laughs> Mr. Biden, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. yeah. Around, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Speak. What's the current event in Ethiopia? I don't
0: know. Wait, can I speak on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So basically, the book reminded that a lot of people in a lot of the a lot of black people in in um in America expressed a lot of solidarity with when with Ethiopia when Italy invaded Ethiopia. And that's like something that I don't I didn't know about. And I shared this to my Ethiopian friend and he didn't know about it either. So it was like this is such like very this is not history you Chicago, hear. About. Yeah. So um yeah, it really Reminded me of like the current situation in Ethiopia. Um, oh my god! Uh, I like the previous episode I've mentioned before about like describing the whole situation, but it's basically, um, it's just Ethiopia is trying to become a much bigger country in in Africa. They very much want to like become much more self uh, self. Um, Self-sufficient and have some self-determination on their own affairs, and United States doesn't want that. It's it's the same shit that they do with with Iran with D, and with DPRK. They, it's the same shit. So, yeah, I I like obviously I wouldn't think um, I wouldn't think that like the United States was like allied with Italy at the time, but, you know, um, they didn't fight against Italy. Uh, the Soviet, well, actually, I'm not sure, sh- well, in, the Soviet Union wasn't in Ethiopia yet, but, um, like, them doing inaction to prevent Italy from from getting into Ethiopia is very similar to, like, to the, like, the similar dynamic situation where Ethiopians are trying to keep themselves, keep sovereignty over their lands, and they're fighting off Italy, but now they're fighting off U.S.-backed, Western-backed um, uh, soldiers from from the northern part of Ethiopia. It's a very similar dynamic, I would say. Not not exactly, but it's very similar to what's what happened back in the '40s. Now in present day.
4: Also, it, it's it's not like America didn't do anything. They actually like actively blocked it because a lot of like there's like a like a group of black people in New York who are like, oh, we need to go to Ethiopia to help the Ethiopians like defend themselves. But then, um, okay. I think they like something happened with their citizenship, so like they wouldn't allow them to. True. No, they
3: could never get passports. Yeah. They could never true. get passports to actually leave the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they never actually got to go. But they even trained in like. In one, yeah, they had like and camps. And, or... Yeah, they had camps of like training camps. Military. Yeah, military training camps, uh, with like uh, veterans uh, from the Civil War and shit. I think <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. It was like uh, 19. When was it? 1930s. 1930s. Yeah, 1930s. <laughs> that's, was,
0: that's, hey, that's, ma- that's that's 80 years away from Civil war. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, some some war. There's always I forgot which war. It, the Mexican. It could have been
4: World War One. War. Maybe it was
0: World War One. I, I think. Could have
4: been.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. They did yeah. somewhat. Uh, they, they did
2: sent,
4: towards the end. Yeah, they sent. Uh, they
5: they boats. saved it. They saved the day. Yeah. They saved the day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, we did talk about how like everyone like ha- hates like the British and the French, but like Italy doesn't get as much heat.
0: Oh, I you give Italy know. heat. Oh, really? Oh, I, I make <laughs> fun <laughs> of them. I always make fun of Italian.
4: Make I the cook it up meatball! <laughs> We're all doing the do mean,
2: do
3: Italian,
4: it? Italian Italian
2: hand right now. <laughs> uh, I'm a proud Italophobe. <laughs> Italophobe. That's so funny. It's fucking Fredos. Of... <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know, they have some good people, you know. Parenti and uh Gramsci. Yes. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. Mario. The big four right there. Uh, hilarious. Uh, would you think um, that uh, like that, uh, African people in the U.S. could be riled to support Ethiopia today? What does everybody think of that?
0: Honestly, yes. But, you know.
3: Because I don't really see any movement right today where it's like, oh, you know, anti um no intervention in Ethiopia and stuff. So,
6: mm-hmm. when you say, like, African, do you just mean, like, black Americans or, like, you know, like, African, like, ex-spots? Like, no, African-Americans.
3: Like know, black people. Oh, yeah, black people. Right. Okay. Well. In the U.S. Obviously yeah. not Africans in America. That's a whole different situation. Yeah. I think. That's, <laughs> yeah. I think it's...
0: Africans in the U.S. aren't they typically more well off? They they they
6: they they are. I I was. They generally since like they go into professions like you know in the medical field. They end up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, I will not lie, tend to black liberalism. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Well, isn't it because like
3: Nigerians are
6: like the most educated
2: ethnic group in America? Yeah. Is that true? I didn't know that. Oh, they 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 go to
6: school. They go to school. Like I'm pretty sure that. My parents will probably be in school until
4: they're gone. Oh really?
6: Mm-hmm. Like my grandfather has like two PhDs uh, and says he can technically defend a the thesis for his third one. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting.
4: Yeah, because I have a friend yeah, who's like, I feel like it. <laughs> well, from like Liberia and then like their parents have like three masters and something I was like, What's up with that? Like <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> like, Africans really like school. <laughs> That's interesting. Hey school is fun. Yeah. School is fun. Yeah. <laughs>
3: They invented it there, I think. <laughs> I think they invented it school it invented school in in Africa or somewhere. Mor- normalized black mediocrity.
6: We do not have to be going to this much school. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: All right. Um, Chapter ten is all about CPUSA and how yeah. fucked it was and how it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. After
3: <laughs> World War Two, and I mean before World War Two, it's okay.
0: It was okay. <laughs> okay, but then you know when World War. Mostly because
3: it was in, it was mostly Africans that were yeah. in the party. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they got removed. Then. Yeah, then they whoops. And <laughs> and it wasn't was. really that they got removed. He talks about uh, wh- like the the union uh, from like the miners or whatever, where he's like, yeah, at first it was all African people, right? Yeah. Like it was all black people.
4: Then more white people, and right.
3: then like the white people started to join, and then. Obviously, there was more white people than black people, eventually, you know, every, most people were white, and so they took over like all the uh, structures and stuff, and kicked out the black people. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, that's the whole history,
0: basically, right there. <laughs> yeah, CPUSA, and like CPUSA, people say, oh, they they got repressed, and they got they got you know, like. According to this book there's very there was very little repression.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there was very little.
0: According to the book.
3: I don't know. I don't know how I haven't looked it up myself. But I mean it did uh they did start going to pro because of the Communist Party.
0: Yeah, but like did all of their main members of the CPO say they get assassinated, like the Black Panthers? No. No. Or maybe I'm not sure. There's all like they mentioned that two people were like I, I forget, like, I always forget their names, but I learned about in, like, in middle school that they got, um, they got the death penalty because of treason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, like, other than those two cases, the, like, the book said that, um, everybody in CPUSA just got, like, y'all better fuck off and stay the fuck quiet and just go on your normal lives. That's, that's what happened to them. Black Panther Party... Aim, like Black Panther Party, American Indian Movement. Everybody got killed. They all got in prison. They it, like, come on, like that's that's different.
4: And they're, they're still in prison today. To those, yeah. yeah, yeah, didn't yeah one it's of them recently passed away? Um, who? I don't. Oh, I, I don't think
3: so. I don't think I so. Real, I, I hope not. I know, is, I, I, I know. I know, I know I, one guy was recently released. Uh, because he was he was like super old and like ready to die. I know he has cancer. So they released them. Wait, who's that? I forget. It was a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Who who just got COVID
1: recently? Oh,
3: Lantir, Lantirpliya, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I mean, it makes sense because like anti-communism stuff is so like, uh, like it's always racialized. Like it's like, oh, the Black Panthers—they're communists, but they're also black, so they're dangerous. Or like, uh, DPRK—they're Asian, so they're suspicious. You know? Yeah. And they're always, like, the way that we look at communism is always, like, affected by who is being communist, you know? Yeah. I saw, like, uh, a, lot get, uh, a lot of the things that get, a lot of the things that get pegged, like, as repression of the Communist Party was, like, repression of, like, uh uh entertainment figures.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, uh,
3: like all the Hollywood people that got, like,
0: investigated by McCarthy and stuff. The like, Blacklist, or I don't know what it's called. Yeah. It There's like a movie that came out. It was called, like, Trumbo. And it was, like, about. <laughs> well, cause it was
3: that guy who wrote, uh, wrote in the bathtub, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, basically, like, like, the movie showed him that he went to prison and, like, got, like, bullied there. But, you know, he went out of prison, like, instantly. So, like,. What the fuck? <laughs> he didn't get killed. Um, he just like later in his life, um, like it showed that his daughter was like was a communist, but she was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be associated with uh, the, the, you know, the CPUSA. So I'm just gonna become like, like a new left figure of the '60s, and you know, the new left is like literally like just modern day. Um, progressivism, so-called progressivism. So, um... Well,
3: well, because some people consider, like, Black the Party to be part of the New Left, too.
0: Well, yeah. I, I don't know about that. An AIM. Would you consider that? I, I honestly, personally... Depends on what you mean. Because when I think of New Left, I think of SDS. SDS? Like, students... Uh, students... democratic society yeah yeah they're they're like I think like
3: the term you left just refers to the like the uh, uh, time period no, of when they rose like after the fall of the communist party okay
0: well oh I see I I, people say that well this is how I was taught I was taught like how it went two ways like Obviously, um, white people, like, I was taught this in high school. It went two ways. Um, one went the SDS way, which is obviously all the white people went to, and the other one went to the, um, to SNCC, to Black Panther Party, and all the, the organizations that follow the Black Panther Party, like the Black Liberation Army, when they, when they, when the Black Panther Party lost legitimacy, um... Like that; those are the two directions it went. So, um, but obviously, like SDS, they were just against Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They were they were just a anti-war organization. Like when that when when Vietnam ended, they just basically got instu- institutionalized into the Democratic Party, and you know, it's the same shit like how happened with um Occupy and the Democratic Party today. So.
3: What does everybody think of the CPUSA today?
6: Fucking fans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen uh, images, and uh, I don't think they're okay. What do you mean? Like, see... actually, no. I have, I had a friend who like showed me from like one of their probably like inventions, not more like the olden days or whatever. And it's just like, I think there was like some statue like Lincoln involved. Lincoln. Oh yeah. I, I,
0: like the president? Like the president. <laughs> no, 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 Lincoln. Well one
4: I don't thing know, that I, I <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing that I've heard about um uh, a say that is good Um is that there was like someone in the CPO that tried to promote like patriotic uh socialism or communism. Oh but got then that down that guy got smacked down. So um I guess like um there was, there was
2: a
3: yeah. I mean, I personally, I kind of like get the appeal, of, like
6: operating in like current conditions and like feelings of patriotism, but like wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you should never love the United States. Never under <laughs> no circumstances. Like, Who are you appealing I mean, to? I mean I mean that's that's the thing. It's just like am I really gonna like offer up like black and queer liberation at the altar of like the white working class's feeling? Yeah.
4: Fuck no.
0: No. <laughs> you should not.
6: Fuck no.
4: This no. book should well, that's and, a, yeah, this is this is what this book is all about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well actually it gives you the option. I know It gives thing you the option. <laughs> the there is no option. <laughs> no fucking option.
3: Was um like they talk about it but like I forgot what they said, but like the Scottsboro trial, I know the CPUSA like came to their defense or whatever and like gave them lawyers and stuff for that that was the one where they were like the black like it was a group of black men on a train oh yeah accused of raping like two white women and then it was like there was like a whole I read a uh, or like I watched a documentary like half of the documentary about it in the last month and it was like they had like a Jewish lawyer and then they were like no this like Jewish lawyer is gonna be too shifty cause he's Jewish so you can't him <laughs> and so like the CPUSA sent in employers or whatever for them.
2: That's crazy.
3: And then the the um the documentary was like they got help from the most unlikely of places. The communist party.
2: Yeah like, it's <laughs> not unlikely. <laughs> yeah, well, <that's> not
5: unlikely. <laughs> we all just don't know the communist party. <laughs> yeah.
3: The most unlikely of places.
5: Well I feel like I don't know anyone from CPUSA, like locally. Yeah. I don't really do any organizing. Well I don't know. I don't personally know them. <laughs> is there a whole
3: chapter like
6: in
5: the Phoenix there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is.
3: Um, CPU USA Phoenix. Yeah, like <laughs> they, I've heard. They, they, the only thing I've, I've uh heard, I mean, they have a YouTube page and they have a video about us.
4: Oh really? Really? That, um, um.
3: Yeah. Is it positive or? It's kind of positive. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Of. It's just our, It's just kind of our history. That's about oh. it. It's oh. just. Uh, is like, it good? Is it accurate? It's kind of accurate. It's given. <laughs> it's because it's given by like one of our alumni that was there when we got founded. So it's obviously oh. it is accurate. you know, up to a point until like the present day stuff. You know. Wait, how
4: old is the video? Uh, twenty
3: nineteen.
4: 2019. It's what? It's what? Were they,
3: was this person like... Manuel, Manuel is the one giving it to so. you. I don't know if you know who Manuel Spanish is. But he's a Spanish like, Huh? He's a Spanish professor. Spanish professor here.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: maybe I know. He has gray hair. Oh, I don't know. Glasses. What, you Manuel?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: He's tall. He's like six. foot, Six one? Maybe? Wait, how long is the video? It's like 20, 25 minutes long. Oh, uh, it's a yeah. long one.
4: I was thinking we should watch it after this, but yeah. I don't know. We're
3: gonna be tired. You know we got
4: coffee. <laughs> me, 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 me.
3: Oh, we're back. After a snap, snap break. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed the break. We uh- <laughs> <laughs> didn't notice. No time passed. To the listeners though. out there. Um, okay. Where were we? Chapter eleven. I think just starting
5: chapter. 11?
0: Chapter eleven. 11? Wait, wait. No, we finished or, no, no, we're, we're starting, starting.
5: We're do oh, 11. chapter 11. Yeah, yeah. starting yeah. chapter 11, finish 10.
3: Neo-colonialism. <laughs> explain it in your own words. Who can do it? You,
4: you haven't talked. <laughs> <laughs> I <know. College>. am. <laughs> Anybody else? Well, I can't do it either.
2: Wait.
3: How are you supposed to uh, do it? Well, you
4: know but you yeah. Okay. I know when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Look
5: it up and then describe in your words. Oh no! No, no like can, <laughs> People are much. Jim, more pull up the
3: than pull the definition. Pull it, up? You know just pull it up on the screen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, what about?
4: Can you describe it?
3: Can I describe it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's 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 a uh, new colonialism, right? Interesting. New colonialism. You know, I could explain it. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> basically, you set it up so that they're ruling themselves, but you're still extracting all, all the resources. Uh-huh. Basically, okay. you know it was invented by the usa and uh you know when, was it yeah i would say so For the USA. Mm-hmm. sure um, exactly i mean cuz i mean uh in well. mexico you had the spanish people ruling
2: mm.
3: right even over like the the indigenous population uh, so I wouldn't call that neo-colonialism. And I mean, that was still the case after, you know, uh, colon- colonialism ended in Mexico. Yeah. There was still white people yeah. controlling it, you know? So I wouldn't call that neo-colonialism until probably after the U.S. became like the hegemon when it really started, I would say. But
0: Mexico still ruled by white people.
3: Yeah, definitely. So... Well, I would say more more of a combination now, right?
0: But now, now they're in bed with the U.S.
3: Yeah. They weren't before. They were just white. So... Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. That was just regular colonial. Hey. hey! How's it going? Is
7: the seat open? Yes. 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 Okay,
3: cool. Oh, do you know what neocolonial is? Like? I believe so. Can you describe it in your own words? I would say it's... Basically, the same as colonialism
7: and like imperialism, but it gives the illusion that it isn't. it. It's okay. more, I would say, imperialism is definitely very economic, but neocolonialism like specifies in economics, I would say. Whereas imperialism is a mixture of um, economic and militaristic and very just like overt, like this country is owned by this other country, it's like on a map basically. Whereas neocolonialism, I would say, it's more like
2: it's just such strong economic ties. And they're still forced to do
7: it with
2: the illusion of, you know, basically. Mm.
7: Who was it that said that quote about, like,
3: the master can leave and the slaves will still keep doing the work? Oh. I forgot who it was. It was somebody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, But, I mean, that's a good quote. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: what do you think? i, I understand. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what about neoliberalism?
6: raise my hand. <laughs> yeah, I could explain a super complex economic system in, like, 30 words or less. Yeah. Shoot. Um, I'll try, it and then one of y'all can, like, shoot me if I get it wrong. <laughs> um I personally view neoliberalism as, like, at least within, like, an economic sense. It's, like, a set of, like, austerity measures basically to maximize profit globally off the backs of, like, neocolonial economic relations mm-hmm. at the expense of the Global South. Like, in a case in point, anything that the IMT has done ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. The IMF. Uh, IMT has done. Oh, Wait.
6: IMT is the... IMT is trots. Oh, no, oh no, yeah. trots. No. <laughs> no. no. IMF, IMF. No, I've been thinking of the IMT because I tabled next to them the other day. Uh, <laughs> who's... who's? Oh, uh, Marxist tendency? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was fucking trots. IMF's international Monetary Fund. <laughs> <laughs> IMT, face IMF, cringe. Yes. No, well,
3: they're both cringe. Well, they're, they're both, both cringe. cringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. I have Marxist tendencies. <laughs> I have Marxist tendencies, too. We're international. Interna- <laughs> I have international Marxist tendencies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Neoliberalism. Uh, I also think... I mean, I think of neoliberalism in terms of, like... Uh, like, uh, Milton Friedman, I guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember him. You remember him? Yeah. Uh, mostly, like rhetoric about the market right like yeah. how market is good and like just and efficient the invisible, hand. the invisible hand supply and demand supply and demand freedom uh to mean market freedom uh and stuff like that you know um econ 101 yeah econ, econ <laughs> 101 it's very good yeah right. econ one hundred one. if you take an econ one hundred one class, one that's yeah. the we screw
0: over four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, I I find it funny that people like because basically um, neoliberalism is a tool of like a it's it's a form like the United States uses imposed neoliberalism on their neocolonial like subjects so Um, basically, you know, rad libs, they always talk about, oh, neoliberalism is the issue of society and blah, blah, blah. And I find it interesting that they don't know what neocolonialism is. Probably because, you know, they, 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 they're not, they don't give a shit about colonialism. They don't. They, once they get their Medicare for all and all their bullshit, they're like, oh, okay, all right, our (laughs) job's,
4: job's done. Let's go back
0: home but yeah that's something i want to point out
3: um globalization it's a word i heard more recently does anybody know what it means i keep hearing that shit
0: okay um globalization that's basically just neoliberalism at a global level um like nafta that's that's a nafta cafta all those trade deals and africa all the all these trade partnerships and regions that just like they're supposed to create some form of oh unity and and solidarity within the community countries, but in actuality they're just becoming another form of like of economic domination on the countries and just another form of extraction. That's globalization. Um another thing that Neil and uh, you know, of shit on, but they don't associate with neocolonialism.
2: Yeah.
3: Does anybody... Well, imperialism. Is that... Like, how? what is the difference between neocolonialism and imperialism? And, and imperialism, I would say. That's my issue.
0: I wrote that question because I was, I'm like, okay, now I'm I'm stuck. But there's like, there's like a Leninist explanation for imperialism, and I'm still like... Has anybody read uh, Nkrumah? No. No.
3: Me neither. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to. Right. Yes, I want to also because he has a book called Neocolonialism, Yeah. The highest stage of imperialism. Oh,
4: really? Yeah. So and that's just a basic play on words on Lenin's yeah, Lenin's like, imperialism. Highest stage of capitalism. Yeah, highest yeah. stage of capitalism. I mean, we can read it together eventually. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. But it's year, called
3: yeah. the latest stage of imperialism. What he called it, I think. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, uh, that's an interesting book. I think uh, I, I haven't really read much on it. Uh, but everybody uses the, the word uh, colonialism, and I think it comes from that book. So, okay. Hopefully, it's good. Uh, I think it's good. Well, I've heard it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that he has some, like, um, you know, uh, yeah, has everybody read Walter Ronnie's, um, What's Blood in the eye. No, Blood? Walter Rodney. Walter, Walter Rodney. Rodney Uh the... That's George Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, Walter Rodney is the Black how... Bolshevik? Oh no, no, no,
4: that's
0: that's Harry Edwin.
3: Yeah, that's Harry <laughs> 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 How Europe underdeveloped Africa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I heard that there's like. I feel like maybe uh, I read that there's like some differences between him and Nkrumah. Yeah, interesting. it's interesting. Yeah.
4: I don't know. Akuma,
0: well, I just know from. He had, like, he was, like, the first prime minister of Ghana. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Maybe that's why he has a different perspective. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Anybody else? Anything else to say on neocolonialism? Colonialism? Uh. Something I was thinking about kind of recently and that I like just remembered is I feel like neocolonialism can be easily perpetuated, or kind
7: of like it can be used by like progressives or progressives, I guess, <laughs> to kind of promote this weird idea of like fake pseudo leftism within their own like imperialistic countries, but not globally, kind of kind of like a really weird like nativist form of leftism in a way what example but um i know something i was currently like or recently i heard slash read about was in europe a lot of people especially on the left pride themselves in the fact that their country is like a post-industrial society basically and in the sense that they don't have a lot of factories But the reason they don't is because they have them in a bunch of other third world global south countries that have terrible worker conditions and they pay their workers like two cents an hour or something. And in order to keep that, they like purposely um, help these other global south countries crush those um, local labor movements, basically. But while that's happening, a bunch of people in Europe are like, oh, um, look how progressive, look how far we are away from all of this terrible stuff just because it doesn't happen in their own country. It's the same as, like, telling China, like, oh, look how many carbon, or, like, look how much carbon you emit. Yeah. It's like, well, all our stuff is made in China. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like like you, like that's our carbon. that's yeah. our carbon. It's, it's crazy.
6: Yeah, I think you make a really good point, and I think that's, like, I don't know about, oh, I have a fair idea of what y'all think, but, like, that's my main problem, like, social democracies in general, because, like, while, like, domestically, you can, like, address, like, some of the more, like, inter-societal, inter- like, issues with, like, poverty or whatever, you're basically just, like, moving the problem onto, like, the global south. It's it's not, that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually kind of deadlier, because if you just go for, like, the pure reformist route, then, like, still the same relations, you just don't see it in your face. Mm. Well, then what do we think about Venezuela.
3: Because they're kind of um, more in the reformist route, right? But they still get attacked by um, the U.S. and stuff, right?
0: Yeah. We, like, obviously, when... In, but are they neocolonial? Are they a neocolony? Of who? Of who?
4: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying
3: that they're, they're, like, repeating a lot of the, like, um... I would say they're more, like, on the reformist side, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they're, like, uh, not neo-colonial because they're not really controlled by anybody. But it's still not uh, moving any any closer to, uh, say, socialism.
2: Yeah.
3: And they're a former colony. So it's, like, Mexico, where, like, I mean, I don't know. Mexico's no, not a former. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like, where, like, the white people are probably still on top
2: in those mm-hmm. countries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
3: that's true interesting <clears throat> managerial oh maybe this is something you were talking about because uh, uh, that sounds like the I mean people do it here but in, I guess a different way um, like what do you guys think about like the managerial class
0: or whatever the PMCs. The PMCs, oh, yeah
3: does anybody know what that is? It's like the...
7: Is it like... Uh, what color? White collar. Yeah.
2: White uh, color. White
7: collar. Like the workers? people who aren't necessarily like on the top but they benefit from
4: things being how they are basically.
3: Managers, them. you know, project managers. Uh, administrators. So you know, administrators. Um, office jobs. Yeah. Bullshit jobs. The too. bureaucrat class. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dream. what do you guys think
0: I I'm personally like I think that's when people talk about the PMC I think it's just a a much more modern application of like you know the petit bourgeois um obviously a lot of people that are in the PMC they're highly educated they um they, depending on what you do, like there's some PMC people that are like, that don't get paid a lot. So, um, it's, there's still variation within it, but speaking about like the ones that are highly educated that have like good positions, say at like, I don't know, like Intel, um, they have very lofty jobs. They make, they make le- a big five figure or six figure wages. So I think they're just they're just a an extension of the petit bourgeois and they And they often become
3: petit bourgeois, right? Like they they'll stop working and make us a, a business. A some of them some do. A huge part of them actually. I don't that's know. why that's why so many businesses like fail, you know, there's like yeah so many some being started. And most of the people that start businesses are this this people. Small yeah, businesses they, are doing like because, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, uh, what is it, Bill Gates was, was PMC, right, because he was, uh, his his mom was, like, a professor, and, like, part of, like, or his dad was part of, like, uh, some board thing or whatever, yeah. uh, and he was, like, um, right, like, his, his parents made, like, really good money, but they weren't, like, owners of anything, yeah. but he started his small business, right, and, like, so did Jeff Bezos, uh, um, and... Um. Steve Jobs. Steve as well. Jobs. Uh, all, all three, all three of them come from the PMC, but they all started their own businesses. They became bourgeois. Petit, petit bourgeois first, and then bourgeois, obviously. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I perceive it. And when and when people like people try to distinguish them from like the from like the petit bourgeois. But I don't know. I I personally see them like very very intertwined with one another.
3: Yes. How does the rise of maquila demonstrate the neo-colonial relationship the US has with Mexico? In 1978, the Mexican woman assemblers and machine operators in the maquilas added a total of $12.7 billion added to products they made for U.S. corporations.
4: Well, right there, that answers, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they received like, very little of the actual like, money that they, that they, or the value that they produced, the workers.
3: You know what's something that fucks me up about all this stuff about neocolonialism is like how wasteful it is because like they'll make something over in Africa, right? And then they'll ship it over to Mexico to assemble it, and then they'll ship it over to the US to fucking sell it. Right.
0: And it's cheaper, but there's a lot of waste. <laughs> it's know. cheaper.
3: How is I don't understand how it's cheaper too, like it's so stupid.
0: Like at a grand scale. No, on a grand scale cheaper. things, you know, it makes it, it makes
3: no sense that it would be cheaper because it'll take less labor to just ship it here. And well, labor is
0: the most expensive
3: yeah. cost. So, well, labor, labor is the only thing that adds value, right? Yeah. So and so labor is it's like like the only thing
0: that uh, adds cost.
4: Yeah, and so that's why it, it, that's try to evade it as much as possible. Stuff like you know outsourcing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because like the. Yeah, but I'm saying this demonstrates
3: how inefficient the market is because oh yeah mm-hmm. because uh. Like, ideally, the necessary labor time needed to produce all these things is, like, way less than it actually is right now because of how, uh, like, the price is set by, like, the market, not actually by, you know, any plan that makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure.
4: Yeah. And it also, like, it doesn't take into account, like, how environmentally destructive it is. Oh, yeah. You
0: know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: oh,
6: yeah. Especially the extraction of, like, raw materials.
2: Yeah.
6: Way to have farming. Um,
3: Does the U.S. make most of its food? I don't even
0: know. I don't think so. Um, um, don't
6: we like mostly subsidize corn production and soy production or something?
0: Yeah, we so subsidize corn like, and soy production, but a lot of the corn and soy production is used to make other food. Animals. Animal feed or just regular products like, like th- shit that's made in cars is now made out of soy. So like, um, it says
3: here the U.S. is an exporter,
6: oh, largest yeah. exporter of food in the world. But I mean, like that kind of makes sense, especially so like the technology is impacted farming practices here. I mean, that yeah. makes sense because uh, I think he talks about it in the
3: book too at. Um, like the IMF will often um make uh um, countries uh, export raw goods, right? But uh, at the same time, destroys their agriculture business, so they have to import food. Oh yeah, while exporting like their natural resources that
0: they actually have, right? Yeah, that's that's what it described. Like, um, like it said in the book, like it talked, it described like the situation in Sinaloa. Which um like it said right here, uh, quote, Western Sinaloa alone supplies some fifty percent of all winter vegetables consumed in US and that resulted to the displacement of many um, peasants in the in the area. And um well at the same
3: time people were malnourished in Sinaloa. Yeah. While create like, exporting fifty percent of its food.
0: Yeah, this was during the 1970s. Now, people, food is exported from the U.S. to Mexico, and it's, like, it's processed food. Yeah. Like, people in Mexico drink so much Coke and so much just processed stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, it's, that's why Mexico is 70% obese. Yeah, I've actually
6: done, like, a lot of, oh, this is a while ago, so I don't remember all the details, but I did some reading into, like, why, like. You know, like sugars and fats, or like, you know, like the relationship and health. And like, a lot of those studies were funded by, you know, the corporations that wanted yeah. to sell their stuff. So, yeah. I, that also contributes to like stuff like, you know, like food deserts and like unequal access. And I mean, yeah. you are also talking about like fat phobia like the. <laughs> 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 yeah. Of course, it's classism and colonialism. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: But yeah, I think Does oh sorry, I was I, I just had a question because they asked the US exports food. I don't know how it works in the res. The where it, where does the food come from? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all insane. like
5: it's not from the res obviously. Or like getting any type of food on the res is really really difficult a lot of time you have to go off res and go to these racist ass border towns and get your food from there um so yeah that's and it. is it
4: good food? yeah is it like processed food or is it like yeah fresh?
5: of course it's processed food. Yeah. so yeah yep, everything is essentially
4: which is like super destructive long term because the Because if you're eating lots of foods high in, like, added sugars or, like, saturated fats or, like, added sodium, then that could lead to, like, long-term health problems, which is, like, bad for your people. And then, of course,
5: IHS can't help you with any of that. So, again, you have to go off the res and get your health care. Yeah.
6: And I think there's also, like, a cultural aspect, too, because it's, like, that homogenizing of, like, well, everyone's going to eat a Twinkie now and like it because America, instead of, like... Yeah. Foods that were like developed due to like the specific regional and cultural. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I do. Yeah. Have you all seen like all those fucking ads from the fifties
3: about processed foods like just disgusting recipes? <laughs> <laughs> like that yellow shit. That were sold, yeah, to white America as like yeah. healthy and like upper class, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah.
5: The disconnect between traditional foods. Um, and just, like, with Native people in general is so, so huge. So now there's been, like, same thing for, like, language revitalization. It's doing the same thing now with food where we're trying to get back to, like, our diets freak, you know, colonialism and everything like that. So,
3: yeah. I have, so, I, I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen uh, some, um, I saw this, like, documentary on, on Netflix mm-hmm. of this, like, um, indigenous chef.
5: It was a film called Gather?
3: Don't remember. But my problem with it was that he was okay. going around making indigenous mm-hmm. foods for like these high class people, like white people, and like serving them like super expensive meals, right? And he's and he was talking. They were talking about like, oh yeah, I'm trying to revive like the stuff and stuff. Mm. But then I was like, how can it, I mean I understand like doing the research and stuff like that that makes sense to me. But then like you go and sell it to <laughs> to like freaking you know super rich people uh and like it seemed to like they didn't talk about it uh, at all like if he had a a, a restaurant in the rez or anything like that uh-huh. he would, they just focused on like his like business selling to people <laughs> was and he
5: apache i don't remember
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs>
5: we should we should watch the film gather it's really good it's yeah. talking about like that that re- food revitalization mm-hmm. i think we talked about white mountain apache um standing rock maybe um and then um a California tribe and their relationship with the salmon oh, so yeah. that'd be a good documentary to watch
4: yeah we should we should have do you have a movie list of things we should watch i do no. <laughs> uh,
5: do a google Doc. Okay. i don't well, i would do it right now.
4: that's good educational <laughs> stuff yeah
6: mm-hmm. there's also a... we have the watch list but we don't
4: have dogs in there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying
6: oh yeah there's also i read fast food nation a couple years ago back when my mom was, like, trying to wean me off, like, burger meat or whatever, because she's, like, a nurse, um, I, that book, there's definitely a lot of stuff in there that makes me go, how did I not become a leftist sooner? <laughs> but, um, I remember a quote that was basically talked about, you know, like, the proliferation of, like, fast food restaurants, especially, like, McDonald's, and there's this quote from, like, this high-class, like, person with, like, Japanese nationality that was basically just, like, if we eat, like, the white man, then, like, soon, like, we'll get taller, and, like, our hair will get, like, blonde or whatever, and, I don't have my like, copy now, but I'll like go and see if I can find it. because so, Yeah,
4: that is really I weird. I think that was
6: like peak like cultural hegemony right there. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Wow.
2: Okay,
4: like, it's like Dragon Ball You want to, you want to talk about like Dragon talk Ball about Z? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, actually, no, actually, I'm pretty sure
6: McDonald's, a lot of them are profit. Imagine, <laughs> 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 I think a lot of their profit even actually comes from like farmlands and real estate in like foreign countries too, not just like oh, yeah. actual oh, yeah. sales oh, yeah. as well, because you know, like, they have to grow like the various crops to like. Damn, I need to Speaking, Speaking of
3: farmland. You know who yeah. <laughs> has the most farmland in the U.S.? Bill Gates.
2: Yeah, Bill
4: Gates. Bill Gates.
2: Yeah.
3: What? Yeah. Why? Why? He Why? Why? Not... I fucking
2: know.
5: Yeah, I'm like, I'm not the cool. just... oh <laughs> right? one scared. Did
4: about you that. read that? He's Dude, <laughs> just out there
5: like. <laughs> the Nick Estes article about that. Is that where you saw that from?
6: Oh, I I didn't read that.
3: I'm
5: pretty sure he wrote that about that does, too. Does
6: electronic production require a farm? <laughs> just
3: find it up. No idea. Oh, like the, he's buying the remember. best farmland too. He's not buying like no shitty shit. Like <laughs> right? he's buying like the best farmland
6: he could find, Non stop. He's been like for the last ten years. That's wild. Are
3: you, are you kidding
6: me? I'm gonna have to pick up some like Microsoft branded like Twinkie in the next decade or something.
3: Yeah, you will. <laughs> Holy shit! It's gonna, oh get, it's gonna have some Mike oh, no. some chip in it. <laughs> <It's dark. laughs> <laughs> that shit.
4: you your daily. Microsoft Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> Metaverse Twinkie. No. Metaverse. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. This is um, what we need now.
3: <laughs> yes. Calling Mao. Yeah, land reform. Land reform. Yes, that's what we need. Um all right. Let's move on. I have this question right here. I, I mean um this I saw this. This impacted me like when I read the, the when I was reading the book, there was this picture in a, uh where it was like a, a scan of a, of a newspaper and uh, the the headline was, uh, I actually went in and, and Googled the headline and the archive pops up from the New York Times. So you can actually go and read the thing. But I have the, the link in, in the notes here and, but the reason it, it affected me because I had read almost the exact same headline a few days prior to reading the, the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have them here because in this is from 1980. Thousands of aliens held in virtual slavery in the US. Uh, rising tide of immigrant efforts by federal agencies. Virtual enslavement awaits some illegal aliens who seek jobs in the US farms. Uh, of uh, uh, US farms, there of willing witness. Frustrations of investigator. Allegations from files of peonage moves with migrants earnings going to uh pay debts uh instead of like actually giving them money etc et uh and then from 2021 it's like almost the exact same head like feds bust modern day slavery ring amid new immigration enforcement efforts at least 100 workers were freed from conditions in which at least two died another was repeatedly raped and others were kidnapped and threatened with death and if you go and read they had them you know in there uh through debt, like they were saying, oh, you all this money and all this other stuff, you know? So, yeah, that's sort of 41 years apart.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. insane. Mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah.
4: How far have we come?
3: How far have we come? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only difference, right, is like in 1980 it says thousands and in 2021 it says uh, hundreds.
0: but i don't know they're they're making it smaller yeah it seems smaller. but
3: i thought
0: that
4: was was just great well i mean it's worse in intensity intensity though because other ones are like um well the, the original one it just talks about like dads right and enslavement but the other one mentions like repeatedly raped and threatened with death
3: but you think that they did, that didn't happen back then? Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. Okay.
4: But the article is more, um... Explicit? Descriptive. Yeah, explicit. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah, I feel that.
4: People are more aware.
3: Alright, let's get to chapter 13. Chapter 13. Big one. Big one. Very big. <laughs> um... Uh,
0: you Want me to introduce this question? Oh
3: yeah, well yeah. Okay. There's what well, there's some stuff here about what class is. Yeah. But we're getting to the the the, the meat and bones, like the actual argument of the of the book. So
0: Yeah. Basically, in this chapter, Sakai introduces his main thesis. Where he basically says that the American working class is Antagon the, the white American working class is antagonistic of you know of world liberation to a sense. well he basically says there is the white working class right there, well yeah the so-called white working so class called, the yeah. so-called work, white working class is very antagonistic of, of like of socialism of liberation and because of that um if there was to be a revolution internationally they would basically be against it. And a lot of people, um, are very critical of it because, um, it goes against the idea that, uh, that, like, the Marxist idea that in order to have, like, a proletarian revolution throughout the world, you need to incorporate every proletarian in the world. And, um, like, many, there's, like, Many people say uh, that it's that that idea that that um, there can never be a revolution here. Say, for example, is anti-Marxist. Um, the colonized Buffalo, the the podcast that we're very we we're, we're, we have a lot of connections with, they were, they made an episode and um like Rick, he he hasn't read the book, but the guy that he interviewed um, basically just talked about how that's like the only thing that's problematic of the book because
4: didn't he write a book on the book? <coughs> huh? Didn't he the guy he interviewed? He, he, he wrote a, an, article. An, article. an article, an article, yeah.
0: But um like basically um when i when i hear someone say that oh there can never be revolution here in this in this country, i'm like i'm not like against that whole idea but i'm not completely for the idea like i personally my opinion is the united states is going to be very much later in the process of of um you know exposing contradiction you know um i i i don't know what y'all feel but i personally think that um people are going to be like for for the longest of time just Literally, routinely in this country, whenever there's like a p- period of struggle, there is, one, once we get out of that period, people are like, okay, let, we're done here. Let's go back to our suburbia and just fuck off. Um, like, you know, you know, all these, all these DSA people, they, they don't, they don't seem like they're very much into the, the cause. But that also brings up the, the 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 question that are they really part of like of the struggle so this is a, obviously a long huge loaded question but what do you think is the revolutionary potential of this country <laughs> and do you think it could ever happen if there was like organization if there was um not only support from from within, but from outside, do you think United States or people in the United States would be open to the idea? Um, I question. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a heavy people. question.
6: I'll take a stab at it and hope it, maybe it wouldn't be a good thing if I eat my words depending on how this goes, but I think, uh, I think there is some revolutionary potential in this country. Like, I, especially within like the past couple of years, you're starting to see like unions and stuff being like talked about again, which is definitely like a better sign. Like I'm seeing people in general, like not just on my like hyper like bubble Twitter, just like in everyday life, people are just like expressing like a general dissatisfaction with like the way that society is currently organized. So there's definitely that like sentiment there. It's just that the mobilization and that maintenance of energy is something that needs to be Because, like, we saw like the BLM movements in the past year, heard about it was that clear energy and that desire to like, get things done. But then it got corporatized, and the Democratic Party did their thing and screwed us over. That's, that's gesture, they
4: kneeled. They kneeled. Yeah. Which is very symbolically heavy gesture. They kneeled. Didn't the nail.
6: Well, the nail. well if I guess I can go home, liberation, done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's, there's, there's potential. It just needs to be out of an organization, which is, historically speaking, something that is very questionable in terms of efficiency. Yeah.
3: Personally, I don't think Sakai is saying there's no revolution potential in the so-called U.S. Um, I think he's saying that there is no white working class like like at all like <laughs> um, so obviously white uh, he, I think he's saying that the white nation doesn't have any revolutionary potential um, and people mistake that to saying that nobody in the US has any revolutionary mm-hmm. potential or no 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 white person has revolutionary potential yeah which I don't think is the case right uh, this was written 1984 or 86 or 83 1984, <laughs> 1984. <laughs> I think it was nineteen
0: eighty
4: three.
3: Eighty three. Almost eighty four. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um <laughs> it is
0: this book is nineteen
4: eighty four. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: eighty three. Eighty three? Okay. That was, that was so I think at that time there, what he's saying is very true. I, I think like if you think of it at the time, like like the books that like uh people were written writing were like the the end of history, uh like saying that like, oh, you know we're at the end of history now, now we can just like, basically the only thing we can do is like improve upon our like system that we have now. Um, Yeah.
2: Basically.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think, and then at the same time, this was like in the eighties, um, right after like the neoliberal recovery period where like, you know, (laughs) um, uh, uh, basically, quote quote unquote neoliberal recovery period where, uh, um, basically, neoliberalism was invented and, like, the third world was uh, further exploited to keep the levels of, uh, of uh, uh, living standards here in the U.S. and in Europe. Um, you know, NAFTA was coming down the pipeline and all this stuff. Um, so, at that time, I think, like, most white people were part of the labor aristocracy and, the, the, you know, the Petit Bourgeois almost entirely um and like i right here there's like um there's like there was obviously like poor white people right but like they were so atomized like all over the place that there's no there was really no no actual like class like there's no like people that would you know think of themselves as like oh you know i'm part of like this class of people that uh you know is uh like exploiter or whatever they were just so atomized it spread all over the place that like it wasn't really a a thing you know um so yeah i i think this is not as true today (laughs) uh and you can see it too because of the blm someone mentioned the blm because uh this time around and all the all the riots and stuff there was a lot of white people uh you know the uh the, the white lady and the Wendy's burnt, burnt down the Wendy's um, uh, and stuff. Like, they were actually doing things, you know? <laughs> uh, and that's usually wasn't the case. Uh, like, if you look at the uh, Rodney King riots, um, that was mostly black people and and, and, uh, and brown people in, in LA and stuff, you know? Uh, that wasn't white people out there. They weren't out there, you know? Except, you know, looting. Right? But they weren't really out there. Uh, they were mostly hid- hiding and stuff, like, watching on the news. Um as you can see it like from the pictures, <laughs> it's all black people on the pictures and stuff in uh, the rooftop Koreans. Um, but, uh, but now like not today you see like way more like at least younger white people out there, you know, mm-hmm. So I think maybe there's more of a working class now uh, in terms of white person, white people. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're like they have revolutionary potential as a whole uh but um i think maybe we'll get there because you know the contradictions but yeah because the u.s had it so good yeah i agree with federal it's going to be later mm-hmm. it's not going to be like the, we're not going to have a revolution here first i think yeah. Yeah. oh no <laughs> yeah that's although lenin said that in russia right like the year before it happened <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, I did have a friend who basically expressed that, like, due to, like, how, like, Americans, like, will not want we kind of drag our feet about this whole revolutionary thing. So she was just like, yeah, my only hope for revolution is that the global south kind of, like, takes up arms and then, like, since the global south does have, you know, all the labor capital because of all the outsourcing, then they'll, like, stringle the U.S., which will, like, exacerbate the contradiction." I feel like sometimes it's a cop out though, guess people feel
3: like, oh, you know, they know we just uh, let them yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think it's like, I feel if if we don't work, then the, our revolution is going to be a fascist one, not a <laughs> communist one. So, yeah.
2: Counter revolution.
3: Yeah, counter revolution. Yeah. Just like yeah. in Italy. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that again. Oh my God. Yeah, we're moving in a ge- ge- German German direction here in uh, the U.S. nowadays, after World War Two. What do you think? Alright, who wants to play scapegoat this
0: <laughs>
3: time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my question in Chapter 14, I think. Um,
0: what direction we're heading?
3: Yeah, because I had some unfortunate thoughts while reading the book, the ending. Um uh-huh. Because uh, it seems to me that, um, you know, Europe, specifically France and Germany, and, uh, it, it, uh, not France, not, not Germany, um, England and the U.S., and um, Australia? Yeah. Yeah, they're moving in a very fascist direction. They're going to be the Axis next time. AUKUS. AUKUS. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I
6: won't lie, the proliferation, especially with, like, more right-wing stuff like you like you see it, like with the anti-vax movement
2: yeah,
6: mm. like comparisons to the Holocaust which is yeah. really, really, oh, really problematic and like you also see it with like critical race theory and all these other dog whistles it's just like um, that this history does not repeat but it sure as hell rhymes yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm.
6: how, how what percentage
3: of like the population you think, it's like straight up fascist right now.
0: In the US? Yeah, let's say like
3: 30% of the 30? Republicans.
4: A Republican?
3: Wait, That's like a Like, like actually, like neo Nazis or like people like, who are actually, like, 100% fascist, they just don't call themselves. Yeah, I think 100% brown. Oh, 100%, 100% brown? Yeah.
0: good. I think it's small. Like the ones that express themselves or the ones that have the belief.
3: Yeah. Which have, like, like, fascist ideology, but they just don't recognize it as fascist, because they yeah, just guy. think fascists yeah. are only Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, That's probably, a like,
7: place. a lot of Republicans,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of Republicans. yeah.
7: Something that I actually did see that gave me a bit of hope is that apparently Gen Z now
4: has a 50%, like, approval rate for socialism. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> like, really? say, That's kind of low, I think. I shouldn't be higher. I, 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 be I think, high think it's maybe because it's a circle we yeah. operate it seems Seems Yeah. Kind of like, yeah.
3: Guys, I feel like Gen Z doesn't know what socialism is. So, uh, I yeah, that's
7: <laughs> true. And I think it's like Bernie
6: Sanders socialism. Exactly. It's my problem. <laughs> like, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I mean, it's, a good, it's a good, breeding ground. For, yeah, I feel like it's a very good jump start, honestly, because it's not very.
4: very what's far. a good breeding ground?
6: Like the Bernie Sanders. Oh uh, yeah. Because honestly, that's kind of how I got my start. Because I'm a baby, uh, okay. and I grew up in white suburbia, so ain't nobody gonna be preaching theory to me at like the age of six, seven, eight. Mm. So well, it, it can be an effective reading run. Just have to make sure that they don't get sucked into the DNC shenanigans. <laughs> well, I'm working for them, so never mind.
4: They have a stipend. A liberal? <laughs> in this room? <laughs> Hold on. They have stipends. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled
0: up. Uh, I just went on the our favorite website, Victims of Communism. A hundred guerilla.
6: All seven billion living 000. human <laughs> beings on the planet.
0: Basically, um, like I, they, it showed like polls of like what what each generation thinks about, and what I basically see is that you know like forty nine percent have. Favorability rating of like of socialism, but you know I wanted to see what their favorability rating of towards communism, and it says right here eighteen percent of Gen Z and thirteen percent of millennials think communism is a fairer system than capitalism and deserves consideration in America. Thirty um, percent of Gen Z has a favorable view of Marxism, up six percent from twenty nineteen, compared to twenty seven in millennials and down nine from.
7: 2019.
0: Yeah. Wait, what was it for Gen Z again? Uh, 30% has yeah. a favorable view of Marxism. Really?
7: really? It's up
3: six percent compared to down for millennials. Nine like percent
7: through
0: 2021, or is it like older? Oh, well, this yeah. is 2019 to
7: 2020. Oh shit. Okay.
0: I don't know why they stopped making uh, polls. Yeah, that's,
7: like, that's even before the black It might have gotten worse. Holy
0: shit. They saw
7: the numbers for 2020.
0: And
7: like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put <look laughs> them out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like,
6: Cover like, it up. You know, 15% increase in 2020. <laughs> it's, like, it's been like a t- <laughs> it's Five, out. five yeah. months. How the hell are yeah. all of you calling? Run the pieces?
7: numbers so that, again. Please. <laughs> like, Stop like, the count. Because I got radicalized in 2020. I know so many other people got radicalized in 2020.
2: Definitely. I could low key definitely, if it was
7: like up 6% in 2019, like what the fuck happened in 2019? Yeah, what happened yeah. So, like, I could definitely see like 10 15% increase, like, no
6: jokes. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. I feel like pre pandemic, a lot of us were, well, at least me and maybe a few other people were like happy go lucky sock dumb types We're just like. And then they're like, okay, now I have, and the pandemic happened, then BLM happened, and it was just yeah. like the threads I was hanging by have snapped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's hilarious. Wow. Okay.
3: That's weird though, like thirty versus eighteen, because I can't imagine someone being like, "Marxism is super tight, but communism." I'm not so sure. About. <laughs> <laughs> like that seems like too. It's How so, is that a big of a percentage? It's of people? so. It, it is a bit. It's a very weird uh, uh, result because, yeah, I mean, I would, I would imagine that yeah. Marxism has a worse connotation, right, than communism i would, I would
7: argue the, the opposite, honestly i yeah. also i like, you'd be right because of the okay. data right i feel like a lot of people myself included growing up i feel like you are like taught or i guess like so brainwashed basically, into that like communism is inherently just authoritarian kind of mm-hmm. and whereas marxism is kind of just like at least what i thought was like just any general leftist belief kind of you know what i mean yeah like, I agree. like especially with the whole like cultural marxism type of shit. Oh, yeah. uh, it's I just would... like anything that's like not super right wing and you know, is like kind of towards the left is like marxist mm. you know well I
2: mean?
7: yeah like the cultural marxism
3: stuff like that's why i would think that it would be more negative because i feel like there was a huge backlash against that right in the like, early like mid 2010s like yeah and that
6: like Yeah, Jordan Peterson, etc. He kept
3: saying Marxism. cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism. (laughs) You're
6: you're lucky that your indoctrination came with some distinction. I've heard you pretty much interchangeably, just like
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, my thing, one concern that I have is that people are very much, much in support being aggressive towards China.
3: Yeah, that's yeah.
0: That's the bad
3: thing. See, how much percentage is that? 26? Those are the fascists, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Hold up. No, 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 no. Right here. The majority supports a more assertive stance on bilateral relations with China. Pro- uh, 26% of Americans support prioritize, strengthening economic relations with China, I meaning just be diplomatic, and 70% is try to promote human rights in China, even if it harms economic relations with China. <laughs> like, obviously, you know, that's just intervention. So 70% of Americans support intervention in China. Intervention <laughs> in see, the see they they the right thing they, to do they
3: they worded that so that you would I mean say yes to that one.
2: That right. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like so I wouldn't say that 70%. exactly. Yeah. People
3: don't know what the fuck is going on in China. Yeah. Um get tougher with China on economic issues 52%. Again, I like I don't I don't know if these are actual like these tell us anything cuz the way the the
6: words the the questions are worded are stupid.
4: Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah,
6: yeah, but yeah. I can definitely see on like a bad day me like, oh, just because it's just, it's just like yeah,
7: exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, it's worded super weird. They're not asking, do you think we should invade China? <laughs> <laughs> <Which is like> <laughs> <what> <laughs> <that> yeah, it's like what that mean? Yeah, because
6: yeah. I'll just see human rights and be like, I like human rights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are obviously worded human rights. Yeah, like these are obviously uh,
3: worded so you they're know, very slanted. to in, yeah. to increase the support against china yeah. uh so i would i don't know how I, what the actual percentages are
4: but i still think it's a
0: huge like there's yeah. a big amount big. of yeah, information I mean,
3: so if you take a look at the like the internet right if you look at a like twitter right there's like uh in general i feel like in twitter is against uh uh intervention in china and ukraine i feel like that uh, well, Twitter.
4: Right? Like, like, yeah, it, it,
6: yeah it, because it, they're it, all our are, are like,
4: yeah, last right. right. but
6: on on Reddit, oh my God,
3: Reddit,
7: yeah, Reddit is like, I want to kill every Chinese person. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 80, 000 fucking upvotes. Exactly, like, it's yeah, so yeah, weird. that's what I'm saying. Um, um, it's so is, weird. This
6: is why, among other reasons, I love Reddit. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Love, me, love, I'm just like, this is bad.
2: Like <laughs> yeah
7: I was I was talking to my friend about this recently and I feel like like as China is just getting better and better at everything, there's soon gonna be like a very weird thing that's gonna have to happen in like American society where a lot of people are gonna just have to admit that China's better. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. going to be really interesting, honestly. That's not going to happen. I, I feel like, <laughs> it, like as soon as their big money line goes over America's big money line, it's like, oh shit, what's, what's happening? <laughs> it's
6: yeah. if, if
7: no more? Yeah. Like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> if China starts making better anime, I think we'll get there. <laughs>
3: The
6: qualification
3: of economic supremacy. They did make an anime about Marx. Yeah, oh, really? did they? I haven't <laughs> have remember. it
4: saved on my YouTube. Oh, well, I gotta <laughs> I haven't watch
3: saved that. <laughs> Marx anime. Marx and Engels. We should make that mandatory. <laughs> um, <laughs> make that mandatory. <laughs>
4: mandatory <manga>. view.
6: Morpheus <laughs> have nothing to lose but their chains, Senpai. <laughs> the other day, um, well, I won't name names, but a match
3: member sent me a TikTok. And it was, like, this, like, Japanese, like... It looked like a, like, a Power Ranger-type show. But, like, he had all... Like, the bad guy had all these guys, like, working in the factory or whatever. And, like, the hero comes out with the communist manifesto and, like, like, scans it with their, like... Goggle eyes or whatever, and it shoots
4: out a Mark's beam at <laughs> <laughs> the workers, and, and the bad guy's like, "Oh no, they're gonna awaken." I heard
6: something
4: like that. I was like, "What the fuck is this show?" <laughs> <laughs> a Mark's beam. <laughs> <They're> so
0: class <laughs> like consciousness. Yeah, that's like what he called it. <laughs> that's iconic. What's the next question that uh, we got? So.
3: Uh, we have here, is it always the case that the white proletariat will have a contrary class interest to those of other press nations? You mean the U.S.? Yes. In the U.S. Um,
6: What do you think?
3: Wait. Repeat the question. (laughs) (laughs) Is it always the case that white proletarians in the U.S. will have contrary class interests to those of other oppressed nations. I think they don't have contrary class interests. I think they just benefit from the current um,
6: uh, class interests of their uh, bourgeois. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like more of the stronger oppositions among that PMC that we were talking about because they're also even more aware of their benefits to that
2: uh, to their relations with oppressed nations, so they're obviously gonna fight harder to maintain it. But mm-hmm.
6: I mean, I don't think it's always gonna. Because there is that general dissatisfaction if you start talking about, like, oh, there's workers in other countries that have it even worse, man, let's talk about them.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get why it's called settlers now, because they're more likely to settle for, like, less change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a double
3: meaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, double meaning. Settlers. Oh, uh, they settled.
6: Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm way too optimistic about white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for legal reasons, that was a joke. For legal
2: reasons.
3: I have a question here. what well, um what percentage of white people you think
7: can be won over into the Communist Party?
2: Uh, oh that's, that's a good that question. That's
7: a very good
6: test of my optimism of anyone,
7: any white person of any... the age of like thirty.
6: Like I mean, negative eighty <laughs> 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 percent. They're too far gone. Yeah, like even a lot of the older millennials
4: so I'm just like mm, Yeah. Okay, yeah. How, below thirty. Below thirty was a percentage. Uh,
3: Let's not do ages because uh, I feel okay. like that will give us a, a wrong impression.
4: No, but the, it's important all to make a distinction. All white people, all that, white
3: people, uh, all white uh, people. Yeah. Oh. Damn. That's right. that's, well, there's more old people. You can't this, even yeah, say, like, you can't even yeah, say that, that, that the that the the like the revolution is gonna be led by like young people, because that's, yeah, never, been yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> never been the case. Yeah, <laughs> been the case. <laughs> so. Yeah. But it's just that like the boomers in
6: this country, <laughs> their brains are broken. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm just like you. Just yeah. you just want us to die. I understand yeah, that yeah. older
3: people in the U.S. are lead poisoned, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, consumers aren't safe. I, I had a very unfortunate debate with some econ slash poli-sci major in the Multicultural Center. Before the SFS meeting on Thursday, I was talking to you about that. <laughs> yeah, like, we... People like to say, like, young people have more revolutionary potential. Nah. But, like,
3: go to one, like, economics class, and they're just, like, the most, like
0: horrible people alive like, yeah. not even economics you don't even have to go that way. yeah like one yeah, yeah.
3: fucking uh just normal like non-liberal just arts
0: classes,
3: you, know. <laughs> Honestly, no. there.
0: you 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 can realize that shit like if you go to like some non-profit type of circle like yeah. motherfuckers they're so the amount of white saviorism in those circles are just yeah. insane and it just makes you feel like wow
3: so, so, answer the question. The no, like people at the welcome <laughs> center, give a percent. Like, there's <laughs> just some weird people there. So oh, yeah,
6: yeah. I
3: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know. I, have, I don't know. Cause like I have I have options here. If yeah, I saw hey, that. Yeah, yeah, what are they your... It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very wide
4: ranges, like, no, too. To the ranges are very wide. Here's the ranges. Here's the ranges I came up with. Zero
3: to ten percent. Ten to twenty-five. 25 to 50, 50 to 75, 75 to 90, and obviously
4: 90 to 100. So you're talking about now? Yeah, like right, right now, now. Right
2: now. Zero to, to 10. Every yeah, zero to 10. zero to 10. Zero to 10. Zero to 10,
4: right? Yeah. Zero
3: to 10. Right, to 10. right now. I say in five ten. years, maybe. In <laughs> <laughs> this, this five goes. years, in
0: five years, they'll be in the 10 to 50, uh, that range, thingy. Well, right? Yeah. This is I don't no, know. Two Maybe two be be at 10 to But well, now, yeah, now is um, less than 10%. 10%. Percent. Yeah, fuck, 11%.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I had 10 in my mind. You had 10? Yeah. But I'm
6: too damn optimistic. I,
3: I, I was going to say,
5: I'm the opposite of you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't trust you. What's the percentage no,
3: you, of white big boy metcha? <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's
5: three.
4: There's
5: three. Three. I think who, three. Who else? Hold on, we can't. We can't. Yes. <laughs> oh, hold, hey, yeah, wait. Hold Just like write it on the board. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, write it on right, a hold piece on. of paper. This on. person. I think are Going to the names.
0: And the, the. I don't know. I
4: think.
0: I, I think there is three people.
4: I think it's three, three white people.
0: Three white people out of. Fifty. No, no. Oh. Let's not. No, let's not factor in the new people. <laughs> uh, well, because oh, okay. you know we're. You know, people, those people are going to leave. Some Some
5: of them. Okay. Wait, no, no, we're actually going to count.
0: (laughs) We're
4: going to count. I was trying to think, like, who
0: was there? (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't (laughs) your ancestors
5: right now. And then, yeah. Three. It's three. Three out of, three out of, um, 24.
4: Okay. I know, I think it's 23
5: because there's two profiles. Oh, no,
4: no, no. Three out of 23. Wait. So. All right. 10%. 10%. I say 10%.
3: Ten percent. Okay. Sure. Interesting. Ten percent of white
4: people. Wait, ten percent of America? Like white people in America yeah. are revolutionary. They're They're actually, revolutionary. That's way too high. It's, like, it's way too high. <laughs> oh, <that's terrible. laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. We said zero okay. to ten. It's zero zero, 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 zero to ten. Ten. In America?
6: Ten's very optimistic. That's
4: not a good day. I thought yeah. no, no, I am t-
6: I'm too damn optimistic. I grew up in white conservative suburbia and I'm still just like, oh, 25% of oh white people. God. Yeah. Oh, no. I just thought of something. So like, It's I've,
3: I've it's, it's 13% of matcha, but that's yeah, uh, that's not white. That doesn't. that doesn't yeah, factor so in like, everybody.
4: Of
5: course. Of like, one like... percent <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically,
4: like, so, so, what percent uh, yeah. of white people in America would, like, <laughs> take up arms for like, <laughs> like, a revolution?
7: Oh, now, so what? What
4: type of revolution? What percent of white people in America would take up arms for a communist revolution? Now. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, three.
1: Zero. It <laughs> <laughs>
4: these yeah. three. three.
2: <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three white people.
6: Y'all some troopers from Rio, I think. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: like
6: the three white dudes
7: in
4: Manchester. Yeah. No, nowhere near ten percent. I don't know. No. Hey, maybe like.
5: But that's four. not zero. Yeah, it's not. It's zero,
6: zero. not zero. I'm okay, s- let's stick. I know I'm. I know I'm an outlier in this room. I'm still sticking with my twenty-five percent. I'm too damn hopeful. Okay. No. no, After everything no. that we've Why? talked about, you're still I, stuck on twenty-five. Like, yeah, I, I, know, I know, with my upbringing, <laughs> <my>, with my <laughs> interactions with
5: everybody. I'm America, just trying, like twenty-five percent. I the not want you're. In this <laughs> you're crazy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm, like, messing with it. No, no No, I'm just, like, trying to imagine myself in different, like, social situations, and I'm, like, with the people around me, how many of them would be down with it? And I'm, like, not very many. Because first you have to
7: believe it, then you gotta, like, be with the shit. Yeah, exactly. that's, like, yikes, that's a lot for white people. (laughs) Even the white people that I'm, like, friends with, because, like, I like as people, I don't think, like, any of them
3: would, so, like, (laughs) okay. I am not really
0: I have a good question. <laughs> oh, okay. What's the percentage of white Americans that would be against it? Oh 80. <laughs> 80. <laughs> 80. To oh, you think, yeah. wait, wait, do you that think that like, a good day? No, that's that a good day.
4: Wait, that would like actively like take up weapons to be against it. Be against, it. against oh, it. Oh, yeah. 80% that was a
7: yes, good yeah. at least. 80 yeah. I think it'd be higher. Actually,
4: eighty. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, I say like eighty.
7: 80 actually, wait, wait, wait. Really? Whoa, Ninety. what the? It would be eighty and the twenty
6: percent. would Guys, be, Guys, we can't uh, fight this many uh, white we, people. We like sides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <sides. laughs> <laughs> like ah. I just Pro can't sides. tell. <laughs>
4: <Really? Are laughs> Violence is wrong. No, yeah. No, yeah,
6: yeah, there is white liberals. We can't forget about white liberals yeah. when we're talking about this. But yeah. I do think. I think it's. It would be like twenty percent actually
3: arming themselves, and then the other like. 50, 80% being like,
4: oh, Com- I can't tell yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just
3: like if both sides just talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Which in effect is, you know, supporting the crazy yeah. white people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so you think, like, in retaliation it would be 20%, but if, like, they were like, let's do fascist revolution today, how, what percent? Uh, how many people are on go? It'd be 10. It'd be, 10. It'd it'd be like 10. half of it, yeah. It'd
6: be like, it'd be like, and
0: I, yeah you're what, probably right white people don't want to do much yeah they're yeah. settlers <laughs> 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 I mean, and i, mean, and system, I don't you know, and i that doesn't that,
3: not that is not a good country. thing uh that i'm that, like 10 is not good because like if you think of like how many brown shirts like what percentage brown shirts were of the population it was way lower than that yeah it was like super small like two percent or something you know it was like nobody uh, and they still took over Italy, so <laughs> uh, so ten percent is actually a huge number, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I I can't find that many white people. I can't find that many white people. <laughs> I think you'll find similar percentages in, in uh in uh Israel, right? Um,
2: um I mean, I think how many how many
3: Israelis are have been in the army? Isn't is oh, isn't it yeah. all of Literally of every adult Literally every adult. Yeah. Yeah. So
6: most of them actually can get. Yeah. Oh, but like,
3: uh, like how many actually like stay and like you know continue being in the army and stuff? Like, I feel like that's the same percentage that would actually go into it. That's yeah, true. There's
6: some corollary.
4: Mm -hmm. Okay, but conversely, how many non-white people would be down for uh, revolution? That's a good good question. Well, that just that
0: brings up the question. That brings up the question: Who is white?
4: Oh. what? Yeah, wait. Oh. Is that not a CD? Like anyone who looks at it? <laughs> like well, no,
3: because I feel like in this sense, even with like white Latinos, like, <laughs> but like the like socialization and like cultural aspects, they might be more likely to be pro-revolution than it just like a straight up white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Agree. So even that though, is, like,
3: yeah, they.
0: Navigate the world as a white person in this one hypothetical
6: that we're spending a lot of time on. <laughs> they might not be considered a white person. Yeah. because I won't lie, especially among like Africans, especially I'm just like the Catholic, the black capitalism getting pretty strong. It's like it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a lot. It's just like mm. it's getting it's getting a lot of airtime recently. Yeah, especially, especially like you know the celebrity class and the, like I came with my parents too, and I'm just like.
4: See, I but feel the same like with my mom. Yeah. even with non-white, it would be less than 10%. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I think so. Too.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> America is <laughs> just a broken well, country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we
0: don't know anything we're so, about anything. We're so fucking alienated and atomized. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I believe, Shit.
3: Had, I, I, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, this is awesome. So I, a... I asked this question to um, Dr. Sharice Bernastelli when she was here for our conference last year. Mm-hmm. And she... Made the point, I, I, well, I don't know if, uh, maybe it was an article, anyway, somebody asked her, uh, and somebody that she was uh, talking with uh, responded that like, well, you know, you, uh, how, how can you, no, the, the question was like, how can you We get a, a majority of people to support the communist revolution, and she said, you don't even need a majority of people. No. <laughs> She's like you don't you don't need a majority of people. You just need enough to control things, you know. She's like, you just need power, that's what we yeah. need. Um, so yeah. do you think with the percentages we have we have enough power?
2: <laughs> not, <laughs> yet. No, no, no. not yet. Not mm-hmm.
3: yet. If we if we were all communists,
0: yeah, but not. We're not. So <laughs> Yeah. The Bolsheviks were like small, so they it's still they were tiny, yeah. Yeah. But it grew fast. Yeah. Like us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, growing. There you My
1: Drink, drink milk.
0: Milk. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other questions? That's all the questions I have. Does anybody want to talk about anything? I have a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the book? As a whole. As a whole. To, conclu- yeah. to conclude all of our discussion. So,
3: I'm, I'm bad at at this personally uh but i wish the book was better at citing shit um
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot
3: of parts where he's like 20% of this 40% of that and there's like zero quotations <laughs> like <Really? you> know, <laughs> zero citations he doesn't even have like a bibliography there is a there is a, a, a bibliography yeah. 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 but like
5: they're in the back of the book yeah i know but like the oh. actual
3: the actual like thing you know he'll oh, yeah. write a paragraph and it's not cited there's no oh. like li- like a little two or, or number that Link leads to the notes. citation, yeah, you yeah.
4: know. Oh, I mean, I can't really blame them because like we also we also do that. Yeah, that's, I, also, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying.
0: I'm not good at this, but <laughs> I, I wish it was like yeah. it was more like that. You know. But but this was also 1983, so I don't think. It's, it's the, the wild west. The, the wild <laughs> west. <world. laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to cite things. MLA was <laughs> <so. Yeah. laughs> like, yeah.
6: no.
2: <laughs>
3: um, I think. I think it was good, like, as an alternate history book, but yeah. I think it's good that, like, the next couple of things we're going to be reading are going to be more, like, theory-based. Yeah. yeah. This one was kind of just, like, a long list of, like, anecdotes that, like, are important and, like, like do, like, contribute to the point, but I do feel like it was just, like, a lot of, like, history. Yeah. yeah. It's a history book. Yeah. It was just a <laughs> history book. <laughs> yeah, there's, like,
6: like, very little theory in this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It- it definitely serves its This is like a deconstruction of like Eurocentric like telling of the United States. Yeah, it's just that. It's also, points to remember like a lot of the assertions that the Ultimate like, was is making like it was. It was the eighties. Like what
3: the thing like uh, something that saves it, even though it's not a uh, as good a uh, sighting shit, which is like something that people were really critical about uh, in like the eighties and nineties after it came out, was that basically. Uh, there's been a couple of books now uh, from other historians that basically prove this point, you know. Um, okay. The Indigenous People's History of the, of the United States by uh, Rosanne Dunbar-Ortiz, and The Counter-Revolution of uh, 1776 by Gerald Horn, Dr. Gerald Um Basically, same thing. that He's saying, you know, uh, white people is just class collaboration project. Um, the U.S. is the, the nation Um uh, between you know the white working class and the bourgeoisie, um, where you know they're trying to um, resolve their class contradictions without revolution, you know, through settler colonialism instead of like through revolution, you know, uh, which has worked until <laughs> <laughs> you know.
4: You made a good point that it's like a counterpoint to a lot of like the history we've been taught in the American education system. Which I think it's important. To have. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um, for me, I it was kind of funny how um, like I went to like during um, my time in school when I was younger. I I took a push, AP U.S. History, mm-hmm. and literally, this is basically the same progression that the like settlers said every single thing that everything I was taught in that class, but in a different perspective. So. For me, it was very, like, interesting how, like, in the beginning of the book, it talked about how, like, all these, um, all these so-called, um, rebellions from, like, white people. They, it was, like, an A-Push, like, they said, oh, this is something, that, this showed, like, true working class history of blah, blah, blah. But in actuality, it just exposed, like, settlers exposed the the true nature. And it was just, like, damn. It, 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 like, this is really, like, holy shit, our education system is really that fucked up, so, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, uh, for me, um, already having, like, a, like, a, a historical understanding of, like, American history and having some theory, theoretical understanding of, like, settler colonialism and, and, um, and, um, in just capitalism in general, it, it really, like, help me understand those ideas but if you don't have that already um studied theoretical way of looking at um all these things you you may fall into these conclusions that are kind of like damn well america is this fucked up because it's fucked up there's no material reason like like um you like People, if you read if you read this book, say you just grab it in this bookshelf and you have no understanding of like of left wing theories, you're just gonna have like this idea that oh, well, America is evil because of moralistic reasons rather than material reasons. So that's I think that's just that's one thing that possibly the the um, the naked eye could perceive from the book, but I definitely say it's not like for. For understanding, say, colonialism from a already, like, left-wing perspective, it would be good. It's a good introduction book for that. Um, but if you're just, if you're not, like, like a socialist or communist, then it's not the book for you. Yeah, I mean, it's good
3: that, like, our book club cycle, where we're having a
0: bunch of new members, are going to be more, like, basic texts that are, like... Yeah, like just like
3: definition-based stuff, like not this. This one was kind of <laughs> kind of big. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a lot to digest, not even to digest, but just to get through.
4: Yeah, I do you think it's good for members now? Just because it gives us a lot of good examples of how like movements for like material change they're like halted or like stopped or like, I guess defeated, and there's like these sort of things you have to be aware of.
0: All right, everybody. Just to wrap up this episode, I just wanted to plug in all of our social media. Um, you can follow Mecha at MechaDSU. You can follow the Heat Waves Instagram to get the latest updates, which is at Pod. If you want to participate in our community garden, the Vilma Espin Community Garden, uh, contact us through our Instagram. We held special meetings every Saturday at 3 p.m. And, well, yeah, that's all, folks. Thank you for listening. The struggle continues. Benson hymns.
1: This navy blue to show us it takes a lot to do this. Trust. Trust. Uh I used to kiss my Saint Christopher, fuck Christopher Columbus 1491, it's one and done, this shit is fucked up Sitting in my thoughts and smoking Dolo in the spot So many photos on the wall like most of the times that I was caught In a web that I had spun myself, the damage did a lot Couldn't fortify the troops, Said do-do-do, the block is hot I got brothers in the ends though, to whom I miss a lot They got machetes in they track pants, the Swissy in the sock Just say a prayer for a black man I've been feeling down, I couldn't wait to help myself cope I'm overcome with doubt, stuck in this shit like Velcro Tell those I care about to delve home, missed it All the mischief I carry round hell hellhole Structure on a church lit, spire like O'Mello My family came from London off a road called Portobello Parallel to Labyrinth Grove, I know the way it gets When he's stepping through a city well-known with no regrets Shoulders ain't for crying on with feelings intersect I've been feeling baby blue just like my father's cigarettes uh, I used to kiss my Saint Christopher, fuck Christopher Columbus 1491, it's one and done, this shit is fucked up uh, Shit is fucked up Song of sage, racing the the days. Baby, I know the way. Take me to where it rains, the rest of me in the flames. My message isn't in vain, that's all that a nigga's saying. Bothers me when it can, remembering better days. Collard greens with the yams. I couldn't let it flow, With nigga conscious built the dam. Mama take my hand, I know she know. When my mama take my hand, I know she know. I know she know. Water, what we can say. And I know that know is like a tree that's planted by the river of water. And not in the dark that piss against the wall of Babylon shall escape his judgment. For I know what? I know that all of you shall witness the day that Babylon shall fall.